Hey, Eau Claire, enjoy this holiday season downtown. Shop local, stroll through our sparkling streets, swing by Haymarket Plaza, and soak in the lights and decor of downtown Eau Claire Incorporated's Holiday Tree. Show your holiday cheer and sponsor a personalized ornament. Be sure to visit downtowneauclair.org for information and ornament sponsorship options. Hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Hey, we're very much into the holiday season. That Christmas music can be defrosted. Many homicides of gingerbread men taking place as we speak, and obviously there's that extra little little jolt in the air for everybody. So welcome into the holiday season. Welcome into another installment of Talk of the Town. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Spotify. It would be greatly appreciated this holiday season. By the way, it is uh, that time of the year for the Volume 1 Best of Voting. Don't forget to go to Volume 1. Vote for all of the great shows we have with Eau Claire hometown radio and Eau Claire hometown media not going to really promote that too much with uh, within our our organization only because we know what the numbers are for our shows and we know many of you have been tuning in to the programs it is a little frustrating to me as the as the uh, proprietor of this that uh, many of the groups that are with us have not that I think have earned the right to to win that little flyer you get from Volume One have not have not won, even though they do outstanding numbers. And I I feel very confident in saying this: we do more numbers than than anybody else does in the area for many of the shows that we that we have. So it'd be nice to get that validation for some of our our shows, some of the people there. And in addition to that, go on to Volume One, vote for many of our partners in the other categories that they are in the uh, volume one best of voting going on so a couple of things to get to uh today do want to remind you our debut broadcast of local high school sports is next thursday right here at echometownradio.com and also 93.5 fm we'll have altoona versus osceola Altoona versus Osceola in boys basketball. That is next Thursday night. Full schedule is at echometownradio.com. Speaking of Altoona, we'll start off with this. The issue of the muffin-topping schools within the Altoona School District. Front and center again at a school board meeting earlier this week. Space is an issue with the Altoona School District. It is a growing community. It is a community that expects to add even more people in the next number of years. The school facilities are very much landlocked as they are, and as it is, they have not been able to keep up in many cases with the expansion of the area population. None of this is news to anybody. It's been acknowledged by the school board has been acknowledged by the administration they put forth that referendum with the various ideas last spring and it was voted down we've discussed that before 
And as we discussed a couple of months ago, it continues on and it continues to grow the frustration because now it is several months later from the failed referendum. And it was a shocking failure. Let's not forget this. It was a shocking failure that the referendum did not pass. But now it's several months later, and there is no action. There has been no real options put forward. And people are starting to get antsy over this. The referendum was voted down, but the issue wasn't necessarily eliminated. It's the old idea of, I'm hungry, I want something to eat, where are we going to go to eat? I recommend we go to Bob's Steakhouse, and everybody says, nope, we don't want to go to Bob's. Okay, well, eventually we got to pick someplace else to go, because saying, I don't want to go to Bob's Steakhouse doesn't mean I'm no longer hungry. So frustration is, is, is growing in Altoona. The people that voted yes for the referendum are obviously frustrated. People that voted no are upset because they thought there were better options anyway to begin with. They, they thought the, the, the administration was sitting on ideas. But a lot of these people that voted no didn't actually have a concrete plan B that they wanted to bring forth. That that it, it that it's it's one of those classic small town, and when I say small town, pretty much any size city. We're not making fun of Altoona here, but it's your typical small town type politics and thinking. Well, I don't like your idea. I don't want it, but you don't have another option. It's not like you're comparing it to something else. So the people that voted yes are upset. The people that voted no are upset because they still see that there is a problem, but they didn't have a solution. They just thought whatever idea was thrown out there wasn't going to be as good. And now again, you've got the frustration. School board president Rick Rissler on Monday said, we have to let the dust settle. And patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. It's something I, I'll be honest, I don't always have. If, uh, if, the, idea, if, if the referendum was, was voted down in April, I would have wanted to have a brand new idea right out there, the next board meeting. But that, while the quickness is admirable, it might not be the best course of action for a number of different reasons. Namely, even though you may put together a great idea right away, it still might not be the best solution that you could come up with, and you have to ultimately take a step back and recognize what can I bring forward that more people are going to like, that the people that wanted the original proposal would still be on board, and those that were against it would be more on board with, and sometimes time. So Rick Rissler is saying we have to let the dust settle, but fellow school board member Lauren Otto is correct in saying, how long do we wait? How long do we have to have the quote-unquote dust settle? One month? Six months? All this time? How long? How much longer do we have to wait? You can't keep throwing referendums out there. First off, you can't keep throwing referendums out year after year anyway. But you can't keep throwing referendums out there. 
I think at the end of the day, the school board and the administration's got to get to the table and formulate something here in the next couple of months. Absolutely have to. And the reality is you're going to probably have to come forth with another referendum in another year. That's probably what the option's going to have to be. And that may ultimately be what's going to be the case. And, and you, you could not put a referendum out by law this next spring anyway. But I think in the next couple of months, they need to formulate what is the next course of action. Is it going to be we're going to have to f- figure out what we need, what we want, what we're going to bring forth and put that package together and sell a referendum? I do think this current school board, and I don't blame them for this, is wounded by that referendum loss in the spring. They did studies. It showed that there was the appetite for this. The feeling on the street was the referendum was going to pass without any problems. Referendum in Eau Claire passed with no problems, and we know how much the squeaky wheels make their noises heard in Eau Claire. You don't hear any of that in Altoona. Sure, there were people that were going to vote no on the referendum, but the thought was it was going to pass pretty handily. There was not a very vocal, at least noticeable, push against the plan. Now, Rick Rissler on Monday said, hey, you know, in essence, they he admitted or said they, they all kind of underestimated the aggressive no crowd, the aggressive marketing that the no crowd was putting forth. And I'm trying to think, I don't remember any of that no marketing. People didn't send me emails here. You didn't see a lot of signs up talking to people that have students in the Altoona School District, parents, they weren't thinking of of no. So it was a shocking loss when that referendum did not pass in the spring. And it takes time, I think, to admittedly, you know, that's that's a that's a it's not a personal blow. It's not a personal blow like like having a relationship break up, but it's a big business blow. It's a it's a deal that went wrong. And sometimes it takes time for people to take take a step back and go, wow, how'd I lose? How'd I lose? And let's remember, it was only voted down by a few hundred votes. It wasn't like this thing was... It it would almost feel better if it had been blown out of the water. Instead, it was only voted down by a few hundred votes. And there's still a lot of reason to believe, and I think it's the case, that so many people assumed it was going to pass, and there wasn't a lot of sexy things on the spring ballot that I think a lot of people went, eh, I'm not going to go vote for it. It's going to pass anyway. So what ended up happening is the people that were okay with it passing weren't so motivated to go to the polls because they just assume it's going to pass. But the people that were against it were very motivated. So they were definitely going to go and vote. It's the... (laughs) So, so... What happened happened in Altoona. You still have the space issue. And what they have to do here pretty darn soon is map out what the next step is. 
And that doesn't mean you have to, hey, we're going to tell you exactly what's going to be the plan a month from now, but it might very well be, hey, we've got our next step is to formulate what the next referendum is going to be a year, a year and a half from now. That may very well be what you have to do and formulate what the plan will look like, what were the aspects of the previous plan that people liked, what were aspects of the previous plan that maybe had the people riled up no. Remember, there's always going to be a group that's always going to vote no. There's a group that will always vote no, no matter what. Does not matter what you try to say, what you try to do. There's a group of people that, no matter what, will always say no. Is what it is. But what can you do to get the group that's willing to vote yes to uh, to do that? So Altoona, frustration growing there uh, from people in terms of... Uh, making that next step that next plan and that's that's really what the debate is right now the debate is not I don't like your plan or I want this plan the, the debate right now is there is no plan when are we going to get a plan when are we go when are we going to get a plan uh, there will be school board elections also in the spring and I I, I think there's some people that are probably going to be running I've heard people say they're going to run and all that you might get some motivated Races in the Altoona School uh, Board. Uh, the Eau Claire School Board is going to have some open spaces as well. That'll be something we'll discuss coming up in the spring. We've already talked about the City Council in Eau Claire. Moving on up the Chippewa Falls, a, a good story. Uh, dispatchers, emergency dispatchers, were honored in Chippewa Falls for their actions during an October standoff. Tim Walters, Stephanie Stone, and Wade Davis, honored by Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matthew Kelm for their response and their actions back on October 20th. And this was that standoff. We all got the alert. It was a Friday up in Chippewa Falls. Uh, turned out that they didn't have to have as massive of an alert. But either way, there, there was a situation, a standoff at a home, at a residence, on a Friday in October, a woman called in distress. There was a male subject in the house that was threatening her, threatening himself. Eventually, uh, the woman was able to get out of the home. What we learned through the story, by the way, that through these dispatchers, Tim Walters, Stephanie Stone, Wade Davis, coordinating everything, and they were also able to talk to her, got her onto the roof of the residency, and she jumped off the roof where officers were able to catch her. And in many ways, that saved her life. Uh, the male suspect went on to die from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But congratulations to those dispatchers. Those of us of a certain generation remember the old show Rescue 911. was on CBS in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. A reminder of the valuable role that those dispatchers play and it comes even more in line because most of the stories we hear over these dispatchers now first off we're, we'll hear about understaffing we'll hear about technology issues which are very much real but also we'll hear when there's maybe a, a mess up with a dispatcher and that does happen it's not an automatic job it's, it's just like air traffic controllers 
Uh, you don't think of them until something wrong occurs. But the reality is they do very hard work every single day. Same thing here with these dispatchers. And good job by Chippewa Falls to honor these three for the role they played in that October 20th thing. I, I, I say this. D- air traffic controllers, dispatchers fall in line with the job of long snappers in football and your toilet in that all of those things, you don't appreciate them working until there is that rare time where they don't work. (laughs) Uh, Want to touch on this, because later this week, the Costco officially opens in Eau Claire. That doesn't really excite me all that much. I'm not going to go to Costco. I have nothing against Costco. I'm just not into those membership things, and it's the same reason you know people get all got all worked up over when Woodman's opened and all that and they excited over the deals six to one half a dozen to the other that you you really can take a look at any of these places and how much money are you actually saving one over the other and 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 and, and all that sort of thing if you like a spot you like the spot you don't have to over rationalize it I'm not excited about Costco I know a number of people very much are excited over Costco and I'm very happy for all of you and 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 that'll be your spot and and good for you uh, it's good for the area overall when you get these big chains coming in it's good for the area shows you are hitting certain socioeconomic uh, markers shows strength in an area Don't take them for granted. There are McDonald's in this country that are closing in towns that have had McDonald's for 30 years because those small towns have failed the metrics now that maybe they were hitting in the 80s. Towns of 5,000 that were excited to have a McDonald's have seen it close. So don't take it for granted the fact we now have a Costco, that it's grown, that Eric continues to grow. and And I think it's also one of those cool things if you're driving down on Highway 53, you see the Costco. It's another sort of welcome into the metropolitan area that we have. Another little marker for the area. But also opening this weekend is the Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A opens this weekend. They plan to open on Thursday, and there will be long lines. But anybody that's ever been to a Chick-fil-A knows those lines disappear very, very quickly. But the Chick-fil-A opens. I find it hilarious. Hilarious. The vitriol you are seeing on social media locally that's being flung at Chick-fil-A. If you don't want to go, like I don't want to go to Costco, don't go. Chick-fil-A is not hurting small business in this area. Why aren't we supporting small business? Well, Again, there's local people that are working at these places, one. Two, don't just assume local is always better. Don't always assume that. All right? Don't don't automatically automatically uh, assume that. These chains, these these big-time companies, raise the level for everybody. There's a lot of great small businesses, by the way, a lot of great small restaurants, local restaurants, in the area but if your reason for hating on Chick-fil-A is that well we don't need them we got other small businesses that that's not a good enough argument for me also the whole it's 
it's not overrated. I love people saying, well, it's overrated. No, it's not. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is very good. Is it the best thing I've ever eaten? No. Is it very good? I actually, when I'm down in the St. Louis area in the summers, I, I, I think I prefer Popeye's a little bit better. But that doesn't mean it's not good. It's very good, the Chick-fil-A sandwich. You may not like it, but saying it's overrated with the vitriol many are on, say, the Oakware Foodies page, either you are jealous or you simply want to be contrarian. And nothing irritates me more than the people that simply want to be contrarian. Everybody likes, well, I don't think it's any good. Well, I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine. But it is a matter that you don't like it or do you think it's a terrible sandwich? There's two different things. If you don't like it, that's fine. doesn't mean it's terrible. I don't like sushi. doesn't mean it's terrible. Now, the political stances of the founder, that is a legit reason for many to stay away, and that is fine. Don't spend money there. Others, though, will separate the founder with the business. No different than people that separate the art from the artist. And you'll rationalize any way you want. But what it comes down to, whether it's Chick-fil-A or it's Costco opening up, I reminded of something Tracy Sminsky said on a recent Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. And I agree with this. I've, I've lived around the country, been down this area for many, many years, but I, like many of you, also still travel around and you'll come across places. Maybe you see advertised, but we don't have here, and then you, you go to another town and there it is. We all want these things for convenience. We experienced it in a different town. It was a cool thing to, hey, finally, I used Jersey Mike's as a great example. We were flooded with Jersey Mike's ads for years, but did not have a Jersey Mike's in the Eau Claire area. Once it's in town, it's not as special. When you used to go to another town, oh, I have to go to this place because we don't have one in Eau Claire. I wish we had one in Eau Claire. You get one in Eau Claire, it's not as special. doesn't mean you're not going to go to it. I know I've gone to the Jersey Mike's, I think, three times since it opened up. Three times. Uh, the one when it opens up near the mall, maybe I'll add uh, a couple more times. You know, I'm going, what, once every three months now. Maybe it'll be once every other month when the one opens up by the mall. But it's not as special. And I think that's very real as well. So the Chick-fil-A is going to open. Everyone's going to be excited. It's always going to do great business. The Costco is going to open. It's going to do great business. It'll be good for the area. And these are the sort of things, by the way, as our area grows, as more people come from the outside, these are also things that serve as a baseline welcomer to people from the outside. Come in. A lot of people, when they first move to an area... Yeah, they're going to talk a big game. They want to try all the local spots. But they want to have that baseline of something they're familiar with. And that's cool. Like, hey, I can always go back here. Hey, you know what? you got to go try Bob's Chicken Sandwich over at such and such place. All right. And they'll eventually go there. But they always know they can go back to Chick-fil-A. It's the baseline. 
and that's cool. And notice where a lot of these places are as well. These places are on the are are by the big highways. They're by the big highways. For the people that dip their toe in the area, and then people go, all right, I can I I see what's here. What else is further in? That's when you that's when you start getting the quality, as well. Uh, speaking of the area, one thing we'll wrap up the show with: uh, somebody out there is walking around with the promise of a hundred thousand dollars in their pocket. There was a winning lottery ticket sold at the North Gateway Drive Quick Trip a couple of weeks ago. Winner still has not come forward, but somebody in the area or somebody that bought the winning lottery ticket, they don't even have to be from the area, but they likely are, somebody at the North Gateway Drive Quick Trip purchased a $100,000 winning lottery ticket a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Meant to do this. I'd, I'd like to. I wonder how many of these things ever go unclaimed. Because I wonder how many people buy a lottery ticket then they kind of forget about it. I don't think it's as much as, as I would think. Because the people that play the lottery, maybe it's it's many of you out there, it's not the, it's not really maybe the highlight of your day because it doesn't go on that long. But it's a daily routine and you, you, you buy it, you check the numbers. It's part of a daily routine. But, I, I, but for somebody like me that never plays the lottery... I always have it in my head that somebody buys the lottery ticket, and the lottery ticket's kind of like a parking, like a like a voucher you get when you go into a parking garage, a little flimsy paper. How easy would it be to, to lose that flimsy piece of paper? You get distracted. You assume you lost anyway. You're, you're doing something else. Two days go by. I can't find the, the piece of paper. I, I wonder how much that actually does take place. That doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean that's not necessarily the reason the person hasn't come forward yet. Some people, when they win, really take their time to 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 lay all the plans out before they are going to come forward. They 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 they're, they're getting in touch with financial people. They're getting in touch with lawyers. They're letting certain people in the family know because when it does come out, they want to make sure they're fully prepared for all that's going to come with with that. A lot of hands will be out. Some people, I think, get it. They already want to know exactly where that money is going to go. I'm going to get the money. I'm going to, once the taxes are out, I want to know exactly where it's going so that when people start to ask me, probably passive aggressively, if I can help them out in the family, they'll either already be on the list or they're not getting any money, that kind of thing. So I'd love to have that as a problem. I'd love to have that as a problem. Yeah, I don't play the lottery. Now, if we had sports gambling in this state, I'd gamble a little bit. But I don't, I don't play, the, play the lottery. I have nothing against it. I once heard somebody make a joke that the lottery is a tax on the poor and the uneducated. Um, I don't buy that whatsoever. Uh, as time's gone on, I've realized a lot of people play the lottery. Uh, I just don't find it all that much fun. To play the lottery, it's you pick numbers, the number comes up or it doesn't come up. I, there's no game involved. There's no, there's no thing to watch. Even a horse race, the 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 enthusiasm builds up throughout the course of the horse race. The lottery is just here's a dollar. No, I didn't win. Here's another dollar. Did I win? No. I'm like, eh, no fun in that. 
All right, uh, that'll do it for today's edition of Talk of the Town, a recorded edition coming up on Thursday. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.